Hello, everyone. This is Nico's Review Show yet again. Um, you may know me as Nico. That's just that's because that's my name. Um, hi, everyone. Today is a special day for no reason. Uh, <laughs> all right, so today we're going to be talking about a few things, not just a movie. Um, so, yeah, last time I reviewed The Suicide Squad and talked a bit about other stuff. Uh, today I'll be kind of doing the same thing. But before we get to the actual meat of the podcast today, today we'll be talking about a few just news things and a few things I felt would be kind of interesting to talk about that are, you know, film related. Um, so start off, I recently saw this uh, YouTube video um, that is kind of old. It came out like in 2015, 2016, I believe. But um I thought it'd be interesting to talk about because I um, this is kind of like this debate that's been going on for like a little while, and uh, I thought it'd be kind of interesting to kind of shine a light towards. But basically, uh, for those of y'all who don't know, uh, so there's this guy, his name is Roger Deakins. He's one of the most influential cinematographers of all time. Uh, to demonstrate how influential and great he is, Let's look through his filmography, shall we? Uh, let's see. Roger Deakins. Now, Roger Deakins did a cinematography for 1917, Blade Runner 2049, The Shawshank Redemption, No Country for Old Men, The Big Lebowski, Fargo, Prisoners, Sicario, Skyfall, O Brother Warthow, True Grit, Rango, A Serious Man, Revolutionary Road, he has made some of the most beautiful-looking movies ever, all right? Blade Runner 2049 being kind of like the peak of that, I think. And 1917 kind of tested his abilities more with kind of the, the one-shot effect thing. It's kind of like the whole gimmick of the movie, really. And uh, Quentin Tarantino kind of uh, called him out. Like I said, this is kind of old news. I just I just found out about this very recently and it kind of I wanted to kind of spark this conversation um Tarantino essentially called out Roger Deakins for using digital the digital cameras to film stuff and for those of you who don't know Tarantino is a big proponent of um shooting only on film and that digital is kind of cheating and it's not as good and I don't really get that because it's just it's just tools in the end of the day and i feel like if it works it works you know and and i think it's just really interesting because deakins has shot many of his films in digital as of late um i think he started with that movie in time and he really he's just he's just kept using that sort of format ever since and I think that the romanticization of film is kind of weird. Um, yeah, I, I, I just like <clears throat> I get it. I see the difference, and I think it, in some way, it does kind of look better. But like with digital, like I mean, it's it's easier, and you don't you don't have to worry as much, and and because of uh, digital, more people can make movies now, and you can see that as a positive or a negative. But I think that could be uh, really, um, really good because, you know, film is much easier to do now. 
much easier to make movies and i think we should be for that you know so yeah i don't know i just think it's weird because uh deacons has made some of the most beautiful movie looking movies ever blade runner 2049 was shot entirely on digital and same with sicario <clears throat> even a uh, scorsese uh, shot like half of the Irishman on digital, so he's no stranger to doing digital. And I think I think it's kind of like I don't know if this whole thing is showing my age or anything, um, but I just think that digital is okay as long as you know it's used correctly. Same with film. I mean, there's a lot of film movies that look awful. You know, I'm sure there's plenty. You know, there's a lot of VHS movies that people made back in the day and stuff like movies that were filmed on on film. <clears throat> and then like put out as like home releases i don't know i i just think it's kind of a a weird so it, it, it's it's just a, like a weird sort of thing to me i guess i don't know i think uh, like the the difference is there and i get it but like as long as you're still getting the shot and it looks good and it, it progresses the story and it it makes sense for what movie you're making i don't i really don't see the issue with shooting on digital especially because roger deakins is much older than tarantino and he probably knows way more than tarantino does you know not to bash tarantino i mean i mean he's obviously a great director but i mean honestly the point and he wasn't super rude about his calling out but he essentially did kind of call him uh lazy but deakins has said before that he likes, he just, he hates the anxiety of the film, uh, you know, being ruined or whatever. He just, he just rather shoot with something more reliable. And I get that. That's fine. 1917, one of the best looking movies also. Digital, Skyfall, digital. So much stuff that looks so good shot on digital. You know, I thought The Irishman looked great. That was shot half on digital. So, yeah, it's, um, for those of y'all who aren't really super inclined to film i mean uh just know that film uh especially in like older movies you see like a bunch of like grain and like dots over the place that's that that's how you can tell it's film and digital it looks all kind of clean you don't really see anything on screen um yeah i i don't really have a preference uh maybe sort of towards film but like not by much um steve jobs that movie um the first third of it is shot on film because it's like takes place in the past and as the movie progresses like by the end the movie shot on digital because every act takes place in a different decade um you can really tell there the differences because like it does look i mean to me it looks different anyway but um yeah in the end my final stance on this it doesn't matter as long as you get the shot um and I think Tarantino should get off his high horse because I, I really don't like that man. I like him as a director, but I just don't like him I, like as a guy. I really just cannot stand him. Um, but anyway, that's the end of that discussion. Um, trying to think if there's anything else to get to. <clears throat> um, not much. Uh, yeah, there's not much to talk about so far. Um, okay, I guess let's get on to the review. Um, The Green Knight. This came out at the end of July. And it's directed by David Lowry, I believe is his name. Let me look into it again. 
the Green Knight. Yeah, David Lowry, who directed another kind of a big hit indie movie, uh, A Ghost Story. Now, um, A Ghost Story is a movie that a lot of people really loved, and I did not. I saw it over the summer, and it was it was okay, I guess. I mean, I, I, I can see why people liked it. Like, it's the story of kind of uh, life and loss and, you know, what it means to be human or whatever. And I don't know. I just, it's very artsy, very, uh, it's not conventional. And, like, that's fine. I mean, I, I like a lot of non-conventional stuff. It just, I was just kind of, by the end, I was like, so what? You know? And I, <clears throat> sorry, I keep clearing my throat. And, yeah, I just, I didn't get, like, no, I got it. I got the point of the movie, but I wasn't super blown away by everything. I thought the, uh, kind of, the artsiness was kind of tedious or whatever. I don't know. Like I said, what, like, I don't mind artsy, unconventional stuff. One of my favorite movies ever is Under the Skin, and that's not conventional at all, but I don't know. I'll have to rewatch it. It's like a 6 out of 10 to me. But uh, The Green Knight was kind of interesting to me because it's another A24 movie. Those of you who don't know, A24 makes a lot of uh, big hit indie movies such as like Moonlight, Lady Bird, a bunch of other stuff that, you know, I'd be here all day naming. But you could just look them up. They make a lot of like indie movies that make a lot of money and are like and buzz floats around about them. So I was interested because this one looked kind of like a... A different turn for A24. It's a it's like a night fantasy movie, which um, <clears throat> isn't what they normally do. They do a lot of slow, quiet, like contemplative dra- uh, dramas. And even if it's like a bigger scale, it doesn't really go super out there or whatever. So I was excited to see like this kind of night kind of fantasy thing to uh, what happened and. And yeah, like, I mean, I, I think the director, he's a great director. I just didn't really care for a ghost story a lot. So I went in and watched it, and it was between The Green Knight or Free Guy, which I I, I think I knew where my money was going. Um, so yeah, I went to the theater, saw it at a good time, and I mean, I saw it, in, I saw it with like a good amount of people, which I was surprised about. And I thought that was really funny because I thought that by now people would know that a24 is like you know not for everyone i i don't i don't want it to seem like condescending but i mean i don't know i i i saw it and there's like a family sitting in front of me and after the movie they were like wow that was boring that sucked and it's like why why i thought like people knew by now you know <laughs> like these movies aren't like i don't know it's just it's just kind of frustrating that like uh people like kind of like bring their families or whatever like dude you're, they're not gonna like it you know, like, just go by yourself. It's fine. We won't get mad. I went by myself. It was great. Anyway, so yeah, I saw it and um, I liked it. Um, I didn't love it. It. Hmm. So when while watching it, I was never bored. I was engaged. I liked everything about it. Technically, I thought the direction was fantastic. I thought a lot of the shots were very interesting and cool. Dev Patel is really good in it as a Sir Gawain. Uh, they call him Gawain in the movie. I don't know what his how his name is pronounced. Um, the effects were pretty good, except for like this fox that follows him around at, at points. Um, 
everything about it was great technically uh, the music was great I, it it didn't um there's this theme that repeats but it never gets annoying and the music's loud and unapologetic uh i liked it a lot and the and the it was very dreamlike the movie and i thought it was really cool and i thought that the cinematography helped with keeping that sort of dreamlike feel alive and throughout the movie um and i i liked everything uh, like about that and for those of y'all don't know uh let me read the synopsis on letterboxd uh uh green knight and uh so this is what it's about an epic fantasy adventure based on the timeless arthurian legend the green knight tells the story of sir gawain gawain whatever king arthur's reckless and headstrong nephew who embarks on a daring quest to confront the eponymous uh i don't say that eponymous green knight a gigantic emerald skinned stranger and tester of men so yeah it's a story about you know uh gawain and him being tested on if he's a good knight or not uh there's several tenets of um of being a knight that's essentially what the story is about him being tested in all those ways and failing and or succeeding or whatever and let me look up what the uh the the five rules of being a knight are real quick friendship generosity chastity courtesy and and uh piety piety I, I don't know. i'm i'm bad sometimes at pronouncing things anyway and i thought it was uh very interesting um the way they went about it like i i got it i got the movie pretty well it wasn't too hard to get um it's just told in this kind of weird and really artsy way and i i, I really enjoyed like i said the directing and the way uh, everything is handled and the dreaminess of it. Like, I, it was great. I thought that was fantastic. And to see that on a big screen, because I don't see many, like, smaller budgeted movies on the big screen. I see that, like, there with an audience was great, honestly. Um, I thought they were into it. At the end, I found out that they weren't <laughs> when I heard them talking. But, I mean, I really enjoyed it. And it was it was slow. It was um, it was kind of, it was a slow burn, kind of. I mean, it was never, like, never tested your patience really it wasn't i don't know like it was it was like took its time i wouldn't say it was anything super boring or anything however i think my biggest issue is the story is kind of thin it like i, I got the story and like i i looked in some videos to see if i missed anything but no i really didn't and i felt like the kind of the unconventional nature of the storytelling and the technical aspects and everything like it did elevate the story but it it elevated the enjoyment but i don't know the story was just kind of like kind of standard you know a knight being tested you know and i there i don't know i just i couldn't get into it too much because like I, I really never cared about Gawain much, and any of the characters really. I wasn't really given too much of a reason to. And I mean, I get why people love this movie. It's really, it's brilliantly well made, and I can't wait to see what David Lowry does next. Uh, maybe he get a bigger budget next time because I, I really want to see what he can really, really achieve. But I don't know. I, it, it's just uh, the story is pretty standard. And I mean, it is a very well-known, like, folk tale or whatever. But, yeah, I, I, there's, there's not much to say story-wise. There's not much to discuss it. 
that the ending is kind of like oh open interpretation but even then that like that's about it you know and i just think that the um, the story is kind of david lowry does his best to kind of elevate the story and i think he does a really good job of making a like eye candy essentially and it's really interesting what he does but i i just think that in a way it's kind of overcompensating for a kind of standard kind of uh done story but it wasn't a bad movie by any means i mean i don't really have much to say this is, i think i'm gonna probably end the review pretty soon because there's not much to say except great everything's great technically dev, dev patel is a great actor everyone else is a great actor uh the effects are for the most part pretty great um the directing and cinematography is really really good and the ideas and the way everything's presented in a dreamy way is fantastic it's just in service of a kind of standard and like like you know a story that you get and there isn't much discussion and so you kind of forget about the movie anyway because this the story isn't really all that heady or anything I mentioned Under the Skin earlier, very non-conventional movie, and the story, like, it really makes you think there's topics of humanity and everything, and there's this open-endedness, not just to the ending, but to everything, and for this one, it feels like a story that's pretty normal with this kind of non-conventional way of telling it, and I think a lot of movies fall into the, that trap. There's uh, Only God Forgives, directed by Nicholas Winding Refn. Great cinematography and everything, but it's so slow and boring, in service of a story that didn't need it, it's a movie that you get without needing it to be super slow and not go anywhere. Yeah, I... And a lot of movies kind of fall into that trap. Um, but overall, this this wasn't this wasn't Only God Forgives. This is much better than Only God Forgives. This is actually pretty good, and I like it quite a bit. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think you should check it out if you're into movies like this. If you're not, then whatever. I don't want... <laughs> Uh, that family in front of me was really funny hearing their reaction afterward but uh yeah i thought it was pretty good um not much else to say i think i'm giving this between a six or a seven out of ten and for those of you who don't know anything above a five is positive anything below a five is negative so i'm still in the positive it's just i don't love it but i do i i don't know if i'd watch it again um maybe i'd watch it again just for the visuals and everything i don't know but I enjoyed it, uh, nonetheless. Uh, six or seven, I'm leaning more towards a seven, so I'll just say that. Seven out of ten, The Green Knight. Check it out if you want to. Now, moving on to some other stuff. Um, very soon, uh, movies are kind of packing in. And I'm really excited for that because, you know, more movies, more to talk about. Um, Beckett is out on Netflix, which I will watch sometime. Um... This weekend, Reminiscence comes out. Only going to watch that because Rebecca Ferguson's in it. Um, she's in Mission Impossible, so I, I like her as an actress. Other than that, it uh, looks pretty bad, to be honest. But I will watch it this weekend. I'll probably review it next week. Uh, Candyman comes out later this month, I believe, like at the end. Um, it's directed by Nia DaCosta. Um, it was written by uh, three people, one of them being Jordan Peele, who I you know, I like a lot. I mean, he wrote Get Out and Us. A lot of people don't like us, but I thought it was fine. So yeah, I want to watch Candyman. Looks pretty interesting. Um, Titan, directed by Julia Ducournau, uh, who directed Raw. That comes out 
How does Titan come out? And that comes out oh October first. Uh, so not in a while, but I'm excited to watch it because I really enjoyed Raw, and Titan looks just as messed up and as gross. So I'm excited. Oh, maybe I'll review that for the show. Um, Lamb comes out. Uh, that's another A24 movie. Um, it looks pretty interesting. I, I trailer was very vague. I don't know what it's about, but that comes out. Um, comes out October 8th, just a little after. Um, yeah, I'm excited to watch that one. And then the other one, um, that I'm so hyped for, I'll try to watch it in IMAX once it's out. I've never seen a movie in IMAX. Hopefully, like, this will be my first. I'm gonna watch Dune, October 22nd. Um, I, big fan of Denis Villeneuve's movies. He, uh, he's actually worked a lot with Roger Deakins, who I mentioned recently, uh, Blade Runner 2049 and um, Sicario. And this one stars a lot of great actors. Timothy Chalamet is one of my favorites working today. And, you know, um, Josh Brolin, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, uh, Zendaya, and Javier Bardem. Bunch of great people in this movie, and I can't wait to watch it. Wish it didn't have to wait so long, but, you know, whatever. Now... I'll, I'll try to be there, uh, maybe not opening day, maybe not opening night, but opening day, you know, I don't, maybe I, I probably won't be able to get tickets opening night, but yeah, October 22nd, I can't wait, after that, I don't really have many movies to look forward to, um, I think that'll be it for today's podcast, radio thing, whatever you want to call it, um, yeah, I had a good time today, uh, next time I'll be back with some music. Thank you very much.